Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish Podcast for Independent Minds. Professor Richard Hassan is a nationally recognized expert in election law. He's the Chancellor's Professor of Law and Political Science at the University of California at Irvine, the co-director of the Fair Elections and Free Speech Center. His most recent book is called Cheap Speech, How Disinformation Poisons Our Politics and How to Cure It. It'll be published in March of 2022. That's not far off by Yale University Press. Professor, thanks so much for coming back to the program. It's great to be with you. I was driving. Tell me if I have the road right. I was driving down Jamboree within the last 60 to 90 days, looked over my left shoulder and said, ah, that's where Professor Hassan hangs his hat. That's me. (laughs) So here's what you're walking into. I just tried to prep my audience for what's about to unfold later today when the president goes down to Georgia. I said he's taking a hell of a risk in saying that he's for a carve-out on voting rights. I know why he thinks he needs to do it, but look out if all of a sudden that pen is back in Mitch McConnell's hand after the midterm elections. What's your thought on what the president is anticipated to say, which is that we need to do this now? Well, I, I, think, I think my thought is that this is um, uh, too little too late. Uh, hmm. This is a situation where... Um, you know, uh, there's been no sign that uh, Senators Manchin and Cinema uh, are willing to make a change to uh, filibuster rules. And Democratic activists have been told for months that this was going to be a priority after Biden finished uh, with his infrastructure bill and with BBB. And, and now you have Stacey Abrams not, is not even showing up at this. Uh, and you have a lot of um voting rights activists in Georgia who are distancing themselves from Biden. So I'm not sure exactly what he's doing, but it seems like he's in a pretty bad spot right now. Yeah, kind of damned if he doesn't, damned if he doesn't. Uh, Having not gotten Build Back Better done in 2021, now kind of pushing all the chips into the table for this. And then 30 days later, Professor, standing up for a State of the Union address. I mean, he could he could have some egg on his face at that time in the midst of a pandemic. Right. And it's not just Biden. You know, uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate majority leader, has said he's going to put um, the two voting rights bills, the Freedom to Vote Act and the uh, John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act up for a vote to try to get the senators on record, uh, you know, against voting rights. And if he can't even get uh, and to and to blow up the filibuster to doing it to doing it. Um, if he can't get even his 50 Democrats to do it, what if he gets 45 Democrats? I just think He's going to be in a real uh, tough spot. Um, 
uh, Biden's going to be a real tough spot because he's going to be losing power in the Senate as well. So I'm not sure what the calculation is here. Okay, so in this perfectly sets the stage for where I'd like to go with Professor Richard Hassan, because in The New York Times recently, and it's in all of my social media right now, but you wrote a very thoughtful essay laying out a roadmap of an alternative route. So let's go over that. You say those who believe the last election was stolen will be more likely to accept a stolen election for their side next time. You meant what? So I think we need to distinguish between what we were just talking about and what we're switching to talking about now. Before, you know, most of what are in these Democratic bills are bills aimed at what Democrats call voter suppression, laws that make it harder to register or to vote or to vote by mail. My concern in the op-ed is a different one. To me, it's an even more urgent one, which is about the danger of election subversion, about the danger that the Elections are going to be run in a way that the loser might be declared the winner, something I never thought we'd worry about in the United States, but something that the 2020 election and Donald Trump's attempts to uh, try to change the outcome of the election show that there is a path to try to do that. And so I think we need as an urgent priority, Democrats, Republicans, independents, to find a way to make sure that we can continue to have free and fair elections and fair vote counting, a very basic thing that you need for democracy. Do you need Republican buy-in to get done what you're talking about? I think you do. And uh, I think the Democrats who think that they can go it alone and, for example, change the Electoral Count Act. This is the arcane 1887 law that provides the rules for how Congress certifies those Electoral College votes. It's the thing that um, the president, President Trump was trying to get uh, Mike Pence to mess with and, and declare certain Electoral College votes couldn't be counted. If Democrats go and try and change this alone, even if they could get 50 votes and and change the filibuster and push this thing through, it's not clear that Republicans, if they're in control of one or both houses of Congress, would agree to those changes. After all, it's the 12th Amendment, ultimately, that controls the counting of the votes. And we've seen arguments that the Electoral Count Act is unconstitutional. There are all kinds of things that could happen. I really think what you need, and I've been saying this for a year uh, literally a year, I've been saying that uh, you know, job one should have been Democrats, Republicans coming together and finding a way to shore up the rules that we use to just to count our votes uh, so that we make sure that we have a fair system. If Democrats do something alone, why would Republicans necessarily follow them in 2025 when the electoral college votes are being counted the next time? In other words, if it's a if it's a Democratic only effort right now, Republicans may just not follow it, may disregard it when it comes time to count those votes. Absolutely. Right. And uh, that's the time that it matters. And, and if you think back to 2020, it wasn't just Democrats that saved the republic from an attempt to try to steal the election. It was principled Republicans. Think of people like Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state of Georgia, who withstood uh, Trump's Remember that infamous phone call where he said, I just want you to find me 11,000 11, votes. votes. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So he was, a, he was a Republican, and he's now being primaried by uh, a congressman named Jody Heiss, who has embraced Trump's big lie, who might be the person running elections next time. Right. So it depended on Democrats and Republicans acting in good faith last time. And that's what it's going to depend on next time, too. And so I don't see a path where Democrats can go it alone on trying to reform the rules for how we actually um, certify our electoral college votes and go through all of the 
There's so much that happens between the time that voters vote for president and the time that Congress certifies those votes. And what we learned the last time is there are lots of rooms for interference with that process by people who don't act in good faith. And that's where we need to make our changes. Professor Hassan, you also say in The Times that that pardon me, that law alone won't save American democracy. All sectors of society need to be mobilized in support of free and fair elections. Who are you thinking of? What are you talking about? So, you know, when you when you um, think about what it is that keeps a democracy a democracy, it's what political scientists refer to as loser's consent. It's the idea that uh, when one side has lost an election, they agree that the election was legitimate and they are, you know, they're not happy about it, but they agree to reorganize and fight another day. Donald Trump has convinced so many millions of his followers the false claim that the election was stolen that we're in a system where the very legitimacy of our system is uh, in some some peril. Uh, As you said at the open, if you believe that the last election was stolen, you might be more willing to accept a stolen election this time, a kind of tit for tat. And so what I'm suggesting is that law alone won't save us. We need people of good faith and we need a cross-partisan coalition of people from, you know, church organizations, corporations, labor unions, everyone who's part of civil society to come together, not on all the issues that divide us, like immigration or taxes or, or COVID policy, but on the issue that should unite us, which is that we should have free and fair elections. That's what I'm talking about. That's not the kind of movement we've had in the United States in any recent period of time. But that's exactly what we're going to need, because we can't depend on a few politicians saving us from another attempt to try to manipulate election outcomes. Third, you say you ask the question, what happens if a Democratic presidential candidate wins in, say, Wisconsin in 2024, according to a fair count of the vote? But the Wisconsin legislature stands ready to send in an alternative slate of electors for Mr. Trump or another Republican based on unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud or other irregularities. Your prescription is that we need mass peaceful organizing and protests in 2024, in 2025, if necessary. Explain. So, uh, you know, it's this, it's a variation on the same point, which is that uh, the, Re- the Republicans who control the Wisconsin legislature are not going to care if Democrats are jumping up and down saying things are unfair, but they are going to care if their own constituents do. And so we need to be prepared, certainly well before the election, but during the election season, if there are attempts to do what uh, Trump was trying to get these legislatures to do last time, which is simply say that there was some irregularity in the election and we're going to send an alternative slate of electors and maybe Kevin McCarthy, if he's the Speaker of the House, is going to vote to have those um, electoral college, that, that alternative slate of electoral college votes counted. In order for to stop that kind of lawless process, it's got to be Republicans and independents and Democrats coming together. And so we have to it's not too early to think about how we organize for peaceful national protests if there is an attempt to try to manipulate the election outcomes. Professor Hassan, a final and maybe naive question. So I began by talking about the president going to Georgia today and and what he's attempting to do vis-a-vis some form of Voting Rights Act. And then you said to me, all right, we've just talked about suppression laws Now we're talking about something different. We're talking about election subversion. Here's the naive question. Isn't that which he is proposing in Georgia today anticipated to be in response 
to what you and I just discussed, the so-called subversion efforts? Well, I think that there are some pieces of those bills. For example, there's a part of the Freedom to Vote Act that requires everyone to vote on voting machines that produce a piece of paper, which I think is very important in order to have courts or other outside uh, entities be able to validate a vote count. But that's not where their primary focus is. Uh, You know, one of the things that Republicans have been making noises about in the last um, few weeks is coming together on an actual subversion bill on rewriting the Electoral Count Act. And while some Democrats think, I think rightly, that this, this may just be a ploy to try to distract from attempts to pass the voting rights bills, it does suggest that there might be an opening. And if Democrats can't get their own house in order and change the filibuster and pass these voting rights bills, I think this is an opportunity they should not pass up to try to come together with Republicans and make changes that can secure the, how we count our votes and certify who the president is. Sum up and make us look smart. Give me something that we can all take to work to the water cooler today or to the dinner table. Well, I would just say, you know, for when I was growing up, we all took democracy for granted. We all assumed we went into the polling place, we cast our ballots, and the winner would be the winner, and we would all live with it. We can't uh, accept that uh, today as uh, take that for granted anymore. Our democracy and preserving how we conduct our elections is something we can no longer take for granted. Professor Hassan, thank you so much for coming back to the program. Next time, I'm going to I'm going to turn in that driveway and come and see you. Sounds good. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> thank you, uh, Professor Hassan from UC Irvine, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let me go back and 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 reset with all of you. Is it worth the risk that President Biden is taking today in Georgia? Is it worth the risk of changing the filibuster rules for voting rights? And I understand how Professor Hassan corrected me and said, look, you're talking about trying to do something about suppression laws. I wrote an essay for The New York Times where I was talking about election subversion, but they're obviously interconnected. Is the president doing the right thing? By saying we are going to get rid of the filibuster if we can for voting rights, leave it on the books for everything else. Or does that now set up Mitch McConnell or whomever should Republicans retake the House and the Senate? They've got the White House all of a sudden now. It's just whatever they want to get done, they can get you are completely removing the the governor If I can use that term, I used to have a governor on my go-kart, wouldn't let me go fast when I was a kid. You're removing the governor, and you're now allowing the Republicans to go fast if they take control of the Senate. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. 
Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.